five, four, three, two. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Boy With Words, the podcast. It's your girl, Bree Stories. And it's a Tati. Yes, it is. You know it is. Um, Today, we're going to take a little bit of a more serious turn. Uh, but I am going to try my best to keep it as light as I can. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, before we do our check-in, I definitely want to uh, make sure that I continue to thank people who are continuing to listen to us each week. It really means a lot. It would really be appreciated if you um, rate and, and uh, get other people to subscribe and do all of the things to make us more visible. And we thank you so much. Uh, Tati, do you want to start with a check-in? Okay. So physically, I'm feeling a little bit of pain. Mm-hmm. At the moment, like in my leg area, like, yeah, I'm feeling like a little bit of pain. I don't know where it came from. I just noticed it when I woke up this morning, so I'm feeling a little um, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, emotionally, emotionally, I feel... A little hopeful, I guess I would say. I think I feel a little bit of, um, I feel like it's just been a lot. I feel like a lot has been, like, going on. A lot has been, like, happening with me personally, like, since the quarantine. And Mm -hmm. And even, like, before the quarantine, just 2020 in a general sense. And I think I'm starting to feel like a little bit of like, like a little bit of like release of tension a little bit in my life. I think I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm reaching the other side of something. Um, my attention, my attention is on all the things that have been going on in our world as of current all the like the quarantine things that's going into the new phase of like certain businesses opening up opening up the unfortunate deaths of a lot of black men that has you know newly occurred of course right now everybody's been protesting and rioting over the george floyd death so i've been paying attention to a lot of those headlines and then spiritually, spiritually, I feel tested and I feel tested because of those things. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the things that happen in the world is really a true test to your your character and who you yeah. really think you are or where you stand, you know, like in this world. And it really, and you have to, you know, decide like what kind of person you wanna you wanna be and what type of stance you wanna take on on topics. So mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel tested. Cool. Um, physically, I feel some tightness in my chest. Um, emotionally, I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, my attention is currently on just the state of the world for sure. Um, and spiritually, I think I feel similar spiritually. I feel, um, not only tested, but also just like, 
Um, I don't know. I can't explain it, but there's something else there. There's something else there spiritually, um, which is also why I decided to talk about what I wanted to talk about today. Um, but yeah, do you uh, want to throw it back and do a discovery zone first? Yes. Okay. So just uh, here on the way, whereas we have always touched on the the topic of the lgbtq community just in general like we've we've talked of talked about like just the acceptance and the love and tolerance of that community like so many times but every Mm -hmm. single time something new happens like in the media and i see something and i'm like baffled i feel like the need to re-express myself every single time so Mm -hmm. recently uh maybe like a couple days ago or a day ago it was um Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, it was her birthday. So mm-hmm. uh, Gabrielle had posted like a picture of herself with, um, and her like saying happy birthday. And then, shoot, why am I forgetting? Hill Harper, is that his name? I believe his name is Hill Harper. Letters to a Young Black Man author. Yes. Uh, Hill Harper, like he commented and was like, happy birthday, young man. You should, uh, he was like, read my book, Letters to a Young Black Man. Like, Gabby wrote like a a passage in it. I'm sure you'll love it. So, of course, Uh. that blew up into like this huge thing. Um, He apologized. He ended up like reaching out and saying like, uh, he, on on, um, Instagram, like he wrote like a series of posts like, Send like my apologies for misgendering like my my friend's child and it was like it was like an honest mistake like sometimes I'm moving and doing too many things at once and I'm not paying attention and he was just like uh just like he wrote like a series of apologies or whatever and just said that he was sorry and from there there was this this huge debate of course of the group of people that were like yeah like that was fucked up like what's wrong with you like why weren't like why would you do that and then you had that other group of people that were all like that is a child and that is a boy and why are you why, like why would they like nothing you can say can ever change the fact that that's a boy and why did he apologize and Hollywood people are just weird and like y'all will accept anything and I would have never apologized and I saw you know there was a, a girl I went to high school with and she had like a long threaded like post um that had about like mm-hmm. 40 to 50 comments of people arguing like for or against it like um, back and forth and while I definitely have my stance as being completely like pro you know like do ever like you like if you want to support your child like while that, that while that's my stance my biggest concern on the topic was the fact that people didn't even understand like why an apology was like needed and to me I'm, I'm right. like that goes beyond whether you agree with with their choices or not like whether you agree with what's going on in their household or not like because you have the option to not say anything you have the option if you be looking at their family and be thinking like yeah i don't know what the fuck they got going over there you know like you didn't have to say anything but the fact that you did say something and then when you said something it was inappropriate and insensitive like, why wouldn't you apologize if this is a family that you supposedly respect and love? And the fact that people can't even, people are so 
wrapped up in their ignorance and in their hate that mm-hmm. they don't even want to acknowledge like basic like people and human skills like the basic right. is you hurt somebody you care about you say sorry and then you go back yeah. to minding your fucking business <laughs> like right it's just never never that half the people in the world that don't understand or don't agree with things it wouldn't even matter that you don't agree if you were just minding your business in the exactly first place. like it's not even about making you agree with what i'm saying or feel like what i'm saying it's just mind your business then like it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it doesn't affect you and i just thought that it's a shame that i still have to continuously see things like this and i think that it's a shame that those the people that feel this way also don't realize the connection between between feeling a way towards the LBGQ community and not in racism or like the people that like yeah. the fact that they don't see those connections like hatred and ignorance is hatred and ignorance like if you have it in you 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 have it in you I'm like all yeah. that means is that if you were a white person you you would be racist you would because you're you've shown that you're the type of person that something that you don't understand or that looks different than you you have a problem with it it bothers you you if you can't Mm -hmm. understand and they can't wrap your mind around it you're like what the fuck is this every they're always talking about i don't want my kids going to school with this like what am i gonna how am i gonna explain this to my kids and it's just like explain what I'm right. worried about the psychopath that brings guns to school or the little mean girls that are cyberbullying girls and making them commit suicide. Like, right. those are the kids I'm worried about. Cassidy coming home and telling me I saw a little boy that looked like a little boy, but he had on a dress at school today is not, okay, did he say anything to you? Did he hit you? Like, and what right. else happened? <laughs> like, and right. then what? Like, because if that's the end of the story... I'm completely fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right, right. okay. Yep. Well, I, obviously, now you see that there are so many different right. types of people that exist in the world. Obviously, he, he likes to wear dresses then. <laughs> like, obviously, yeah. that's, his, like, that's his choice. And when you get grown and you're out in the world, you're not going to be 18 in college being like, what the fuck is this? Like, right. like I've never seen or heard of this before a day of my life. <laughs> You're going to be right. like that for anyway. Yeah. But yeah. That was just my piece. I agree. I was bothered. Yeah. My feathers get ruffled every single time there. Yeah. A new story or a new situation. Just mind your business. That is, That's I mean, it. the campaign. That's it. And I responded to on the girl's post that I was referring to. Ooh, did you? Yeah, Spicy? Resp- like pretty much exactly what I just said. Like I, I right. said like he, they were owed an apology because if that's their friend, he was insensitive and that's why he apologized. And then no one was ever hurt from minding their fucking business. Like, no all this arguing that y'all are doing back and forth on this post is so irrelevant if you're just minding your business because what they're doing in their household doesn't affect you unless they're grooming a murderer. Unless they're right. grooming a racist or, you know, actual terrorist. Yeah, like, unless they're grooming somebody that's going to get out into this world when they get older and start harming people, 
it doesn't affect you whatsoever. So no. who the fuck cares? <laughs> not I. So not I either. Not I. Um so the piece that I wanted to talk about, I actually it's it's just become a theme in my awareness with everything that's been going on. Um mind you, I don't want to make this a long conversation. I definitely just uh just am coming to understand my place in the fight that we're fighting. Um and I don't think that all of us have to be a part of the physical fight. Um, I don't think that it is shameful for those of us who genuinely do not feel that we have it in us energetically or emotionally or whatever the case to um, be on the front lines of these things. And of course, my appreciation swells double, triple, quadruple to people who do have it in them to say, fuck this, we're about to go outside and show these people that we mean what the fuck we're saying. And it's important. It's extremely important. And I think that when I was um, a little bit younger, even even I'm thinking about like Trayvon Martin and like the real roots of the Black Lives Matter movement and the people that I was hanging around and um, people that are, you know, my friends and people that I love and just like all of us sharing in this in this pain and this anger and them having it in them to take action in a way that, that I didn't feel, um, on like, a uh, like an, on a natural level, like that, that, like, had that not been a thing, that's not a thing that would naturally occur to me. I don't think, you know, like if that thing didn't exist and it was up to me, I don't think that it would naturally, uh, it would naturally occur to me to do it that way. Uh-huh. And that's why there are so many of us. And that's why, that's why it's, it's, it's okay that we all fight a different part of this fight. If that's where, what needs to be. And I thought about, um, not to get into no nerd shit, but the book, um, children of blood and bone, and it's everything. It's a fiction book. Obviously, it's basically like Harry Potter for 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 black people. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's so it's fiction. But there's so it, it, everything stems from like a real place. And it's about this group of diviners and 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 people who have um, like magic in their blood. But all of their magic do something different. So there are groups of people who you know can summon summon the earth. Groups of people that can summon the dead. Groups of people who can heal people. Groups of people who are warriors and fight, you know? And I think that 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 made me think about what this is. And I think that it's important that people who don't have it in them to physically be a part of the fight, I think that it's important that that we think about what real way we can contribute because it doesn't mean that we don't fight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we are, that we turn our back to it or say, you know, or we say it's not our business so that it doesn't affect us. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that. Um, And over time, as I continue to write and, you know, doing the newsletter for Yamash and um, coming up with things to write about every week and the things that have been coming in my awareness lately has been just about trauma. And it makes, I'm, I'm, I'm very like fascinated with the fact that our, as black people specifically, the fact that our trauma has been passed down to us and we feel it in our bodies. And um, this is going to be very woo-woo, but I'm very, very, uh, I'm a huge proponent for the process of manifesting things. So if we have something in our body, um, like uh, the essence of trauma lives in our body. And so our brain comes to expect it. Our brain, our brain, uh, a lot of the work that our brain does is 
looking for evidence of that what we feel is true. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder, of course, obviously, none of this is our fault. But it makes me wonder about just like the perpetual trauma of it all. And and if it ever stops, you know, because what what happens is we're going through things that are similar to our our grandparents, their parents, our ancestors from generations down the line. And we're going through things that look like that and feel like that. And it makes me wonder where does it end? You know what I'm saying? Like, even if, even if they don't change, even if the others, the, the enemies, the oppressors, whatever, even if they don't change, like, what do we have to do to heal our trauma? If this, if this continues on. And so I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the things that I've learned and everything is easier said than done, but I think that we need to say it to put it into practice. And as far as healing from trauma, a lot of things, a lot of things stem from individualized emotions. So take what's going on right now. I think that the protesting is extremely healthy and even a lot of the physical things that are going on. And I got loads more to say about that because a lot of the violence is absolutely not on our side. It's absolutely not black people inciting this violence. It's absolutely not black people starting the, starting the shit, the physical shit, the fires, the, the looting, the breaking windows It's absolutely not the black people. And I'll, I'll just leave that there. Mm -hmm. But in a general sense, moving your body, having your body outside to march, to scream, to yell, to chant is extremely healthy. And for those people who don't have it in them, like how I don't currently, and that might change, you know, who knows, but like in this space and time, and I have friends that are here from out of town and, and they were out there yesterday and I appreciate that so much, but when they were talking about it, I knew immediately, like, I'm not going out there. I can't. I can't even fathom it right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So for people like us, that's not on the front, front line, that's not exerting our energy in a certain type of way, it's like, what do we do to get that energy off of us? Because I'm still angry. I'm still exhausted and terrified and sad, but it's like, what do we have to do to get that out of us? Um, so the first thing that I was, that I was looking up, um, there's an article in psychology today that I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I have a link in our description and it talks about the process of processing trauma and how it starts from processing individualized emotions. Um, and I enjoyed reading that piece because I did some practices some years ago, um, based off of a book called the 15 commitments of conscious leadership. And a lot of the practices were about how your emotions are literally energy in motion. So if you feel it in your body, like, and that's why we do the check-in. I got that from that book. The check-in is literally, where do I feel it in my body and why do I feel that? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when you're angry or you're sad, like if you really pay attention, you can feel that somewhere in your body. Like how I just said, I feel tightness in my chest because I know that I'm anxious and I'm sad. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. the way that it feels when we get sad and it's like you feel heat under your eyes, like right before you cry or like, um, headaches or um dry mouth or sweaty hands like stuff like Mm -hmm. that you know so when you feel stuff in your body a lot of times that that energy is literally moving through your body and so if you don't assist in moving it our our first thought is to stop it or be like oh my chest hurt or this hurts or i'm I'm pissed off, like, let me change the subject or let me do something else. When really the physical sensation that you're feeling in your body is calling for you to do something. So the things that I was taught in during that time was about literally shifting your body as like a signal 
to it that you're letting it move you know like you have to shift you have to get up you gotta scream sometimes you gotta do stuff with your actual body to get that energy to continue its course because the only way that we get through these emotions is to actually get through them not to stop them in their tracks not to be like i don't want to talk about this not to be like you know let me shut up i'm saying too much or whatever we have to actually let it take its course and it really does take practice. Like you have to pay attention to, first of all, pay attention and know what it is that you're feeling and listen to your body is giving you messages. A lot of times intuitively you'll know what you need to do with your body to shift. Like sometimes shake, that's why they say shake it off. That's not just a, a, a figure of speech, like literally shaking your body and getting something off of you, getting that energy to move through mm-hmm. you is helpful. Um, and then once you do that, um, they talked in the 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 uh, article in Psychology Today about something that they call COAL, uh, C-O-A-L, and it's an acronym for um, how you should approach the emotion. And so it's approach it with curiosity first. So instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking irritated with myself for having an attitude about this or being angry about this or whatever, which is a lot of our first thought, especially when we're dealing with something like heartbreak or like in romantic spaces when we get our heart, our, our feelings hurt, a lot of times our first thought is like, I can't believe I'm sitting here mad about this. I can't believe I let this nigga piss me off or, you know, whatever it is. So the first step being curiosity is instead of doing that, being like, hmm, what is this that I'm feeling? Like, why Why do I, what can I say about how I'm feeling? What, what can I infer about it? What can I gather about the way that I feel, why I feel this way. If it's just from this isolated incident or if it, if it, if it, um, travels back, you know, if I'm, if I'm projecting something, you ask questions about it and you get curious about it and that opens you up, which brings you to the next, the next letter O, which is openness, be open about it. Because when you ask those questions, you got to answer them honestly. A lot of times we'll be like, why am I angry? And be like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not even mad. I don't (laughs) care. And that. And that being a response to that says you actually are mad. So the openness is you got to be honest about what it is that you're feeling. And then after that is the A, which is acceptance. You say, it's okay that I feel that way. You validate it. You validate your feelings. You say, of course I feel this way. I'm a human being. I'm watching people die on television. Of course I'm angry. Of course I'm sad. Of course I'm scared. You know, and you, you, you offer that acceptance to yourself the way that you would a friend. And then the last one is love. The the L stands for love. And it's really, it's truly a, all of the things as far as taking care of ourselves, I liken to taking care of a child. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you do a lot of practices in therapy, when you go to any sort of like behavioral therapy or psychotherapy as an adult, they talk a lot about parenting your inner child. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, and that's how I try to approach it. It's really like, if you have a kid and you, you know, you're a good parent and you love them and you have patience, you're going to approach those things like, that. Right. you know, like if you have all of those things, you're going to approach those things with curiosity. You're going to ask them questions. You're going to give them space to be open and to be honest with you. You're going to expect them to be open and honest with you. You're going to accept them for wherever they are. They are right now. And then after that, you're going to love them and let them know that they're loved anyway. Yes, all of that stuff is present. Yes, you are angry. Yes, you might have lashed out because of it. Yes, you might have, you know, done something that you didn't mean to do, but you're still mm-hmm. loved, you know. So that's like the most important piece um, for me, mm-hmm. just about getting that stuff out. And it's like I like I was saying, like I was really trying to figure out what um 
like what role I can play in this, you know, like, and I, I, I'm, I'm really focused on the present, but I also think about the future. Like this, the stuff that's happening right now is like, we're, we're, we're watching history occur, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, sometimes I do think like, damn, 40 years from now, what am I going to be able to say I was right? <laughs> You know, like on May 30th, 2020, when they, you know, when people were on the front lines, they were outside, they were fucking, fucking shit up. What am I going to be able to say that I was doing? What am I going to say that I contributed? And what I found out is that, you know, it's really important to me to attempt at least to process our trauma so that it can hopefully end with us. You know what I'm saying? Because we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to have children. Like, life is going to go on. And we can convince ourselves all our, all we want with, with things and success or whatever else. We can convince ourselves that we're okay. But we're passing that stuff down, you know? And it's like, I wanted to stop because I don't want to pass that trauma on to our family or our future family. Um, also, to to prevent misplaced anger. We get so frustrated, like, like think about having a badass day at work and you get home and you snap on your husband or whatever. And it ain't got nothing to do yeah. with that person. It's like yeah. the same, it's the same concept though. Like over time, we're so tired, we so beat down. And you think that that stuff doesn't come out in our relationships? Right. You think that that stuff doesn't come out in our connectivity and we're trying to work together, we're trying to connect with one another and that shit comes yeah. out. So definitely for that as well. And then also just to spend more time enjoying ourselves and to enjoy the present moment. Um, and, and the presence is so much more pure in the absence of trauma. When we really process that stuff and let it flow and let it be what it is, we will have so much more to celebrate in, in each present moment. Uh, it, it is, it's very important to me, I feel like to, for me to find in moments like this, I definitely uh, think of how important it is for me to find a, a balance. And like you said, and like, what is my way of contributing and like helping in this fight? Because I think that throughout my life, my way has always been, uh, I don't know what award show that was at when Tyler Perry gave his speech and then he was like, while you guys were working to get a seat at the table, he was like, I was in Atlanta building my own. And I feel like right. that a lot is usually my, my, my mind state, like in the, in the fight of just like racism and oppression and just all the things. And just even, um, you know, like the fight, like against women, just all, all that stuff. I feel like mm -hmm. my mindset is always more focused on like, self in a sense and just like being yeah. like my my fight and my like contribution is making sure that like I'm not a stereotype making sure that like I become successful and then and then automatically just by doing so you're going to end up you know uplifting others and you're going to end up like helping others or being like an olive branch for like other people and stuff when you've gotten yourself like in this like better position but and and while that's true, and I think I and I still feel that way, but when things that are like happening right now with all the the protest things that are so like vivid and explicit and like in your face, it does make yeah. it definitely makes me second guess, and 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 it does make me realize like you know there there's more to be done because while you're 
while you're taking care of yourself, you know, other people are still dying. And it's like other people are still being harmed. And it does make you, it does make me have to to think like, where do I want to stand in this, in this yeah. situation? And it's a hard, it's a hard, especially if you are a, a, just a, a, a conscious and empathetic person. It, 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 mm-hmm. It's really a hard place to be in and and trying to yeah. figure out like it, it's a, it puts a lot of stress on you and then as far and how you were saying about like releasing those stresses I'm not you know we've talked about on the show before how I'm not like a super like emotional person or how I don't like crying a lot but I like that when I do have those moments when I feel like something has like built up for so much or like I, I or I'm at a point of where I'm so upset that there is no like holding it back or shrugging it off I like that while I'm crying I may be unhappy but I like the feeling of afterwards I always have this feeling of okay like now what's next like there's always yeah like this, you know that it, it's almost like like the slate is clean or something it's like I feel yeah. like you, you've given all you're gonna give to whatever that situation was. Like those tears yeah. were the last of the what you were willing to give, and now it's now the focus doesn't need to continue to be on how hurt you are, or how mad you are. Now your focus can be on moving forward, and you know making mm-hmm. sure, like you said, that you're not carrying this anger or this trauma like to your next situation or you know to your next job or your next you know partner right and that's definitely I feel like one of the biggest problems you know like with our men and especially you know like our black men is the way that they feel like they can't you know express emotion or express sadness Mm -hmm. and and that's why I feel like they carry so much so much baggage everywhere with them and there's constantly like so much like unpacking that they have to do because there's not really and it, when you look at stuff that's going on today it's like there's really no time in a sense for for them to be crying like there's no you know yeah. it, like when men you know will, will always say that like man ain't no time to be like sad like you don't got time to be this or you don't got time to be that but it's like in a in the world that we live in it's like that's true like that's honest like there really mm-hmm. is no time like you if you are a black man in america you got to figure out what the fuck you're gonna do like how you're gonna live how you're gonna survive mm-hmm. how you're gonna provide for your family and how you're gonna move around day to day and make sure that some racist like cop or a white person's not gonna kill you in the process like right. it's definitely right. a lot to you know and a lot of like self-work and a lot of self-reflection to make sure that you're giving yourself the time to unpack. And that's why therapy is so important. Because therapy yeah. allows you, you know, I've never been in therapy and I but I I want to and I've always like talked about being like so open to it because it gives you a time block like if you're, you know, a person that's like super busy and you got all this stuff going on, it gives you a time block that you can also write in your planner or right in your schedule, like for this hour or however long you're going to be there, you're going to this therapist and that's your time. Like you can pencil that in the same way you have to pencil in anything else. 
And it's like, and that can be mm-hmm. your time for you to like do like your healing and stuff. Like, it's definitely, yeah. I would definitely recommend it to to anyone and everyone. Definitely. And I'm glad that you said what you said about when you cry and feeling like a clean slate, because that's definitely a testament to what I was saying, like the science of it all in our bodies. Like when we do the things that cause that release Mm -hmm. in our bodies, Mm -hmm. whether it be crying or, or, you know, whatever our body needs at the time, that is exactly what that is about. You know, it really does feel like, okay, it really isn't mm-hmm. there anymore, you know, because when we leave mm-hmm. those stuff, st- that stuff there, and we know this all too well, especially in the black community, like that stuff stays in our body and it mm-hmm. solidifies. It solidifies mm-hmm. and it creates all types. Stress turns into sickness, and that is just a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like the stress that we hold in our bodies, it just sits and it sits and it grows and it builds until you know you're not well. So for all, there are so many reasons for us to do the things. And that's why, that's why it's really important to me that my contribution to this fight is that I create a space within myself. I heal myself so that I can be a space for other people to, in a catalyst to their Mm -hmm. healing, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's fucking crazy out here. And like, you know, we want to be informed, we want to be aware, but pay too much attention. And it's, and if you're anything like me, like these past couple of days have been, it's been, it's, it's been really it's exhausting. Heavy. Like it's been really heavy just existing with, just existing alongside it. Like, like not out, out in the streets, not seeing anything with my own eyes physically, but like just knowing that it's happening, seeing the footage of it, um, you know, and then everything that comes with it as well, you know, because it's not, especially now, like, these white people are out here inciting violence and, and creating all of this this chaos alongside what's supposed to be a peaceful protest, and then they're just going to be, well, hopefully, I'm not going to put this in the air, but I know their intention is to do that and be able to say, like, yeah, the Black Lives Matter people are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. They're just doing whatever and they're thugs and they're using this as an opportunity to loot and riot and that's not the case that's why i'm glad for all of the footage and the things that we have the people who are putting stuff putting stuff online and you know the the power of the online community and people retweeting things and it's like the only thing we can do is pray for those people's safety but it's important that they do that it's important that we show people like no it's not with the news because i don't watch the news i don't even have like regular tv Mm -hmm. set up but I'm seeing people all the time on Twitter these past couple of days being like, this is something that they're not showing you on the news. Like they're not showing like what started something like it'll be it, it, it'll be a fight, but it won't show the fucking cop who trampled a woman on his horse or fucking cop cars pushing people with their fucking cars or kicking people when they're sitting down and like somebody tweeted that a cop just walked up to a homeless person who was literally sleeping and just started macing him in the face like what is wrong with these people and it's like they do all of that stuff and then they make it seem like the whole base of the protest which is black lives matter that's the reason that all of this is happening and that's Mm -hmm. not the case at all and I, I definitely, and if it was only Black Lives Matter, and they, I, I genuinely believe that the people who are doing, um, who are organizing these have the strategic power to decide, okay, we're going to fuck this particular thing up. We're going to fuck up this 
place because of this. Like they said, the target in Minneapolis, like that was something that was a decision that was made based on the fact that that target was refusing to sell them supplies and re refusing to sell them milk and stuff after they had been tear right. gas. And it's just like, right. okay, then fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're literally either for right. or against the movement. And if you're, and if you're taking a stance on being against it, then fuck you. And that to me makes sense. And it's like, unfortunately, and I think, I think that we also need to be, aware of how broad everything is because we all want to just cling to this one thing and everybody keeps saying like why are we why are we ruining our own neighborhoods and blah 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 and it's just like first of all we're not doing shit and like not everything is is the black lives matter people it's a lot of white people and a lot of what i believe are plugs going in there deliberately and doing stuff and inciting violence but then also even if it was the case we have to understand that we have a decision to make as people going on the front line, the decision is we're either going to do this that way and understand that there will be casualties, there will be small businesses or whatever that just have to, unfortunately, you know, that they will be affected as well, or we decide to not do that. It's like so many people be like, why would you fuck with a small business? And it's just like, it's part of the process. It's, it's unfortunate and like definitely not deliberate, but it's, it's, it's like, you can't expect for these things to be perfectly ca calculated. That's like me deciding to do a drive-by on somebody's house who killed somebody close to me and me not understanding that other innocent people might die in the process. Right. You know, it's like, it's like we, the conversation isn't, isn't like they're making it seem like it's so just this one thing, like you are deliberately going to small businesses or you're deliberately going to these neighborhoods. And it's like, nah, dude, that's not the case. Like, us marching in our own neighborhoods is one thing, but these white people coming into our neighborhoods and, and fucking looting and doing whatever the fuck else they decided to do is a totally do, different but story. But I have always had my thoughts on that and just wishing that, like, I have always wished that, like, the people that are, like, that are for that in the sense of, like, we going out here to, like, fuck some shit up, I do always wish that it was, like, a we about to ride out to to this other like to this other predominantly like white neighborhood like we're about to go to this predominantly yeah. white place because then in that sense it's kind of like it's like it's just like you're saying like there's gonna be casualties there's gonna be like bad things are gonna happen like if you make a decision innocent people are going to get hurt but i but i do just wish that like if you were gonna do that you were at least making sure that it wasn't like your people that were some of the innocent people like doing your best to like make sure that it wasn't your people like going somewhere because like yeah. your kids still gotta come outside the next day like or your kids still gotta like yes. walk to school the next but day but that's why they're doing but that's why they're doing it downtown well in our yeah in our like, area you know, my, my third eye be tingling g like my third eye is tingling right now because i'm like it's some other shit going on you know what i'm saying because it's like at the same time Everybody gathered downtown into certain. Uh, I think the I think the farthest south that they were planning on going where the was uh, the precinct on, precinct on Thirty Fifth Street. Why is it that we got people on black people in in predominantly black communities on Ninety Fifth Street with their windows busted out of their small business? Like how that happened? Where did I that mean, come but from? that's you know but what that's I'm saying. Also part of the like, whole casualty thing, thing too is that. You're gonna have if you if if the world knows that there's a movement going on where there's going to be like violence and like looting and stuff, you're gonna have white people and black people that are just opportunists yeah. of the chaos that yes. are going to just start yes. 
fucking shit up just for the sake of like fucking shit up or they're gonna go they're gonna be on 95th like breaking into the random you know like stores and shit just because because they can like they're taking that opportunity to like do stuff and it's like that's another casualty of like that you risk like taking away from what your goal really was or what your voice like what you were really trying to do is like can possibly be overshadowed by the other chaos of people Mm -hmm. just joining in like hey bro like (laughs) you trying to go grab this like tv because they busting windows or you want to go take this car you want to go do this like you're gonna have like those people it's just such a it's just such a slippery slope in general yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, all the more reason for, you know, the whole premise of this episode for us to take the time, even especially, especially if you are part of the physical fight, you're out on the front lines, you're organizing, all of that stuff, especially with that being said, take the time to debrief, take yeah. the time to cry, take the time to let out all of the frustration and all of the anger and, you know, because you outside trying to do something to bring awareness to something that is extremely important. And we need, desperately mm-hmm. need change. We desperately need um, the, to grow from this. And you're doing all the things. And alongside you are people that genuinely hate you and that are willing to show their hate and their anger in the most just inhumane and disgusting ways possible. The fact that these cops can get away with doing the type of shit that they do to people is crazy to me so if you are a part of that and you are going and you're doing all of this stuff make sure that you are taking the time to debrief taking the time to talk to somebody if you need to to cry exercise move your body just whatever it is that you need to do to get everything to continue to flow so that you're not stifling and holding on to things yeah people people, like have to remember like the the people that we really look up to that were like taking these actions and had that um so that had that like respect uh, like about like don't fuck with them like when you you know people talk about like you know the Malcolm X's and the Black Panthers and stuff these groups weren't just they weren't just being violent they weren't just causing like you know it was extremely organized it was extremely organized and extremely well thought out and that is the only reason it was successful is because of how together and united and like organized and how you know anytime they and especially like with the black panthers like anytime there was any form of violence or any like you know thing they went through like with police and stuff they were always well within their rights. Like, it was always, like, such a, you know, like, calculated, like, thing. And it's like, and, you know, and, of course, with emotions running high and everybody's all upset, it's like, you know, we're running off of, like, emotions right now. But it's like, once everybody, like, calms down some, it's like, you you said, like, you need to debrief and really think about, like, what is your goal today when you go outside? Like, what are you really trying to accomplish because the senseless like things don't accomplish anything it's not yeah you're not you didn't you didn't solve or like help anything like that day if your actions are gonna be without thought yeah Yeah. if they're rooted without intention i definitely agree with that um yeah that's really all i had today i just you know i feel very very heavy um and 
we all deserve some lightness. We all deserve to, you know, breathe good deep breaths down to our belly and all the way out and just be like, okay, you know, like I'm all right. Like this shit is not all right, but I'm all right. And praises do. So even though we've been saying it all episode, all. like praises do though to all the all the people that are out there. All the people that Absolutely. are, you know, on the front lines and taking action and and doing the things. All the um, all the celebrities that I've seen that have like been out there, like J. Cole and Michael B. Jordan, Kendrick yeah. from Insecure. Like he was out there. I heard he got like mm-hmm. shot with like rubber bullets and stuff and everything. Um, while he was out yesterday, wow. but like yeah. you know, not to like. Also, yeah, Portia from the Real Housewives. It was a, it was a lot of people, and it's yeah. like not to, you know, like they're not any more like important than like regular people. But it's something. These riots and being outside, like it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's a lot that goes it's into dangerous. it. So to be a celebrity where there is so much rioting and so many people that are reliant or relying on your livelihood and stuff, you know, it it does take mm-hmm. an extra ounce of courage for for I feel like for them to decide like fuck that like I'm going out here so you know yeah just praise to all the people that are yeah. like that are fighting the fight for everybody yes and I with that being said and I don't, definitely am trying to work on turning my attention away from things that I don't like because I'm I'm I think that's what we all need we all need to understand that we can just look at something and be like that's dumb and not retweet it or not argue with the person or like we don't have to give them the attention and I say that to say that there are some other people with platforms and with status and things that are using their platform how they want to use it and I want us to just not even look their way because there are plenty of people out here with the status with the celebrity with the fame or whatever else who are not only doing the work going outside and even if they don't have it in them to go outside they are not using their platform to to spew um any rhetoric that is anti or or to condemn people for for uh being in a space that we were pushed Mm -hmm. into so that's all i gotta say about that but um yeah definitely please continue to do all the things we are here for you um we we have to we really have to be here for each other in this space and in so many others so reach out if you you know want to talk or just have some sort of discourse a back and forth something positive a laugh or some lightness or to let something out like i'm completely open to that um also meant to say that since it's june 1st happy birthday to our brother in podcasting rodney perry of um simply king podcast to celebrate him, please make sure that you subscribe yes. to his podcast and show him some love. Tell him that Away With Words, the podcast, mm-hmm. sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, uh, yeah, please follow us at on Instagram at Away With Words, the podcast. And you can follow me there at Bree.Stories and at Bree underscore stories on TwitTwat. And please follow at Tati on Instagram and at Tati on TwitTwat. And also make sure that you're following at MJMKid. And at moments underscores too, because there's lots of stuff there for you. And before I cut out, I also want to make sure that you all know in the description, I'm putting that link to the psychology today. Um, 
uh, article about the coal method and, and how to process emotions. But I'm also going to add the link to uh, George Floyd's family's GoFundMe for his memorial. Um, I was able to donate to that today, so I'm glad that that's a thing that exists. So if um, you don't know where to find it, I'll put that in our description as well. Um, and be on the lookout for other good good natured celebrities like Beyonce who has created a platform where we can go and sign petitions and donate to spaces right from her website as well. So be sure to do that. Um any other closing no. thoughts, Tati? No. We said it all. all. Right, y'all. We stay, stay safe. Light, stay safe. Yeah. Love everybody and bye. everybody say bye.